Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1643, The Keto Diet in a Nutshell, by Samuel Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy middle of the week Wednesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily where I read to you from popular health and fitness blogs to help you optimize your health. Now it is Wednesday and like I do every Wednesday, I'd like to share a little bit of inspiration with you. So here we go. Quote, happiness adds and multiplies as we divide it with others. A. Nielsen. And now that we're in the right frame of mind, let's get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. The Keto Diet in a Nutshell by Samuel Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk Origins The keto diet may seem like a new phenomenon, but it was actually developed in the 1920s as a treatment for epilepsy. Originally, research was focused on the use of fasting as a treatment for epilepsy, which demonstrated promising results at the time. While examining the mechanisms behind its effectiveness, it was noted that subjects on the fasting diet produced the chemicals acetone and beta-hydroxybutyric acid, basically ketones. These same chemicals were also found to be produced in those on a low-carb, high-fat diet, so it was suggested that the benefits of fasting for epilepsy could still be obtained without having to fast by using this high-fat, low-carb approach, because basically the ketones will still be produced. Thus, the ketogenic diet was born. Throughout the 20th century, the keto diet started off being widely used as a treatment before alternative medications were discovered. It then gained popularity again in the 1990s due to media attention for its effective treatment of epilepsy in a young child. Since then, there's been a massive increase in scientific literature around the diet and its transcended medicine into nutrition as an intervention for fat loss. What is it? The keto diet is a very high-fat, low-carb diet that aims to induce a state of ketosis in the body. Ketosis is kind of your body's backup system for energy when glucose, the basic form of carbohydrates, runs out. 
the amount of fat in the diet may vary slightly, with original implementations of the diet using 90% fat and a split of 10% between protein and carbs. For its modern-day non-medical use, the keto diet tends to float around 75% fat, 5% carbs, and 20% protein, give or take. How it works. During ketosis, chemicals called ketone bodies are produced by the liver through the breakdown of fats, which work as an alternative source of energy to glucose. Ketones are an effective alternative to glucose as they can cross the blood-brain barrier to be used for energy by the brain, which is quite important. Interestingly, research into epilepsy suggests that this is the interaction between glucose and the brain which causes seizures, hence why the keto diet is effective for reducing epileptic seizures. The keto diet claims that by limiting carbohydrates and mostly consuming fats, you will eventually become fat-adapted, and your body will become a fat-burning machine. Sounds great, right? Does keto work? While you will no doubt see an initial drop in weight on the keto diet, this isn't reflective of the diet's effectiveness. An initial weight drop is attributed to the depletion of your body's glycogen stores, which is stored form of carbohydrate, in response to your restriction of dietary carbohydrates. Since for every one gram of carbohydrate stored, two to three grams of water is retained, the initial weight loss is due to the loss of both glycogen and water from the body. This initial drop can entice people into the diet as this pretty fast-acting mechanism induces buy-in. However, if you actually want to lose fat, then we need to look a little deeper. Will you become a fat-burning machine? Well, here's the truth. You do burn more fat on the keto diet. I said it. Want to know why? Well, because if you're consuming a diet high in fat and low in everything else, how can you be burning anything else but fat? The fat that you burn on the keto diet is dietary fat. To burn through your stored fat, well, then you'll need to be in a calorie deficit, just like any other diet. What does the research say? A 2006 study by John Stone and colleagues compared a ketogenic, low-carbohydrate diet with a non-ketogenic, low-carbohydrate diet to see the differences between weight loss and other biomarkers. The composition of the ketogenic, low-carb diet was 60% fat, 5% carbs, and 35% protein. The composition of the non-ketogenic low-carb diet was 30% fat, 40% carbs, and 30% protein. Participants were physically inactive throughout. Energy intake was strictly controlled and all food and drink were provided for them. The study concluded that no significant difference was found between the amount of weight loss in each group. Furthermore, a statement by the National Lipid Association reviewing the current evidence and clinical recommendations on the effects of low-carbohydrate and very low-carbohydrate, including ketogenic diets, for the management of body weight and risk factors, concluded that low-carb and very low-carb are not superior to other dietary approaches for weight loss. When energy balance is included, the keto diet is no more effective at burning fat than any other diet. So, why does it work for people? Well, apart from the initial drop in weight already discussed, the keto diet does often create a calorie deficit required for fat loss. If you're eating in a calorie deficit, but only eating fats, then yes, your body will burn fat and you will lose fat. However, if you're following the keto diet, but eating to a calorie surplus, then you'll still put on fat regardless. 
The keto diet often works for people because it, one, gives them a system to follow, and two, makes it hard to overconsume calories, as fat is a very satiating macronutrient, therefore creating a calorie deficit overall. In fact, the keto diet has been shown to prevent an increase in appetite in those classified as obese as they lose weight. Typically during dieting, appetite will increase. Less food means more desire to eat. But with the keto diet, it seems to be suppressed. Also, there are fewer decisions to be made when you know exactly what foods you can and can't eat. Having a system to follow can make it easier to adhere to the diet for some people, but the overarching restrictive elements of the keto diet can make it hard for others. Who really wants to cut out bread anyways? One thing is for sure, it's far from sustainable. Most people won't be eating mostly fats for the rest of their lives, so what happens when the diet inevitably ends? How will you reintroduce carbs and how will you address all the behavioral tendencies that led to your weight gain in the first place? Even in the short term, it's fair to suggest that aftercare on the diet is crucial to ensure that any fat loss is maintained. My opinion. The keto diet has its merit as a medical intervention, but as a nutrition intervention for fat loss, the sacrifices that need to be made seem unnecessary and counterproductive for a vast majority of the population. The general population can achieve the same weight loss on an energy-restricted diet without having to remove whole food groups. By doing this, the general population can achieve weight loss with a wide variety of food sources and develop sustainable eating behaviors to keep weight off in the longer term. Unless you have a medical condition in which keto can help to improve and extend your life, I wouldn't personally recommend it. You just listened to the post titled The Keto Diet in a Nutshell by Samuel Lynch of fitinitiative.co.uk. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Whenever someone asks me about the keto diet and whether they should give it a try, I tell them that there's one thing I really worry about these compounds called lipid peroxides. Basically, these are harmful compounds that can form when we consume too much fat over time, like we would have to do on a keto diet. Some early studies are finding that the body can produce lipid peroxides when following a ketogenic diet. And in fact, early studies are finding that pretty much that's exactly what happens. So we may see short-term weight loss when someone follows a ketogenic diet, but if they stick to it, 
their body may end up producing these harmful compounds, lipid peroxides, that may increase the risk for other diseases, like some forms of cancer. Other studies have found that those that follow a ketogenic diet may experience changes to their gut microbiome too. And these aren't good changes either. Plus, what we've also learned from many studies is that people don't want restrictions on their diet. They want more options and more choices, which is basically the opposite of what the ketogenic diet requires us to do. So I encourage anyone that wants to try the ketogenic diet or any other diet for that matter to weigh the pros and cons of doing so. And of course, talk to your healthcare professional first. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing the show with someone. And I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.